Just the whatever mic. comes to mind. All right, now, interesting. Now, cool. Joe, the real question is: Do you want to do the intro? That is the real question. I'll do it. I'll do it. Ready? All right. All right. The intro. Okay, that was so disappointing. <laughs> it was unadorned. What do you want? I you want adornment? <laughs> that's off brand. <laughs> I guess you have a point. I don't even know. So don't lean on the tabletop. No, you can lean on it. Look, it's like it's like jammed into place. It's it's just pressure fit. It's just not bolted yet. Pressure fit. <laughs> that's all. That's that, yes, we'll, we'll call it pressure fit. All right, so I guess I can start by welcoming our guest, Joe Martin. Thank you for having me. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Joe? What do you do? What do I do? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I teach math, I guess, I think is why you have me here. Something like that. And yeah. we enjoy talking philosophy. Yeah, on yeah, and I just enjoy talking with people. So, so I guess what I'm kind of hoping to get out of the conversation is somewhere you can start, we can start with like maths and stuff and then eventually get into like the weird f- philosophical parts of math, which are the really cool stuffs. Oh, I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not sure I have the depth you might want, but. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You have more depth than I do and that's all I need. So, <laughs> but. I guess uh, I don't know where a good place to start. We can start with like a problem, or we can start with um, a topic, a field of study, a subject, really anything. I got I got a good place to start. You can just like give us a brief, very brief uh, definition of math. Oh, it, uh, <laughs> I got him! Shot, I got him! Shot through I the heart! Got him right here! Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. I mean, I think I think a lot of people would say it's kind of a a study of of patterns, and a lot of people would say it has something to do with. No, I think the the legitimate like dictionary definition, which is maybe not the mathematical definition. I don't know. We, oh, we're already getting into self-referential stuff, but um, but I think the dictionary definition has something to do with like the study of numbers and computations and calculations. I think, but that is not what a mathematician I think would say. It, math, I mean, it's encompassed within math, but I think something more broad. So, you you referenced kind of like the study of numbers as a possible definition, and. Even even that is a tricky definition to put your finger right on, because are you coming at me with the, the definition of what or number, the question of what is a number? Yeah, like numbers uh, themselves are so it's such an abstract idea. You sure. can't define you can't define a number easily. So it's when you say mathematics is a study of numbers. Yes, I think you have something really special going on right there immediately because it's true. In the yeah. simplest definition, you're already talking about something very abstract. What is a number? So a lot of people think about mathematics as being like super concrete and yes. the way you think about it is very often, but in a sense, it's also very abstract, right? Yeah, I, I think you, you kind of nailed that because you get into things that are, yeah, well, I mean, we can talk all about how the education system failed us when it comes to math, but yes, um, yes. But I think you're right, and and a lot of people think, all right, it's learning rules so that you can do things with it. Um, And, yeah, that that is a part of it. I think through the study of math, you can develop rules that apply in certain situations, and that's useful. But, uh, yeah, I think if you you asked a lot of people who do math uh, for a living, they would 
they would tell you about about the beauty of it and kind of almost the art behind it. Like people think of it as a science. I think m- for the most part, like like you said, it's very cut and dry. These things are true. These things are not. Um, and you kind of get there. You build into truth. Um, but it, it's it's also an art, and there's an immense amount of creativity um, that it takes to actually you know, further math and, and, or even, even to rediscover math on your own. Um, so I don't know. Was it, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it was a basically an open-ended question just to like get things flowing, but, but it's cool. Yeah. So yeah. yeah Cause I mean, I think the, the roots of math, well, the roots of math do come from a very kind of pragmatic kind of like we need to count things for trade and things like that. And yeah. that kind of bums me out sometimes. Cause I think money is like the least interesting of all the math applications. Uh, yeah. Um, but, but then you do get into sort of a shift, um, where it becomes more thinking about math for its own sake. And so then when we talk about like, what is a number, you know, maybe moving from a number of objects that you're going to trade to maybe something more abstract or removed or more maybe concrete or real, something might, some people might say, and I don't know, we can get into that if you want, but. I liked what you were saying about, uh, like, math can definitely be used, like you said, it's like we have this as, like, a thing you learn, and then it does this for you, so you put in effort learn this and then it does this so in that way you're treating it like a tool but then you also talked about how math can be very artistic and creative and you have to especially like once you get into the more complicated stuff like past algebra when you really start getting into things you can start using that creative part of your brain and that's was something I really enjoy about it is the problem solving yeah so I'm with you in that like for my own personal mathematical journey or whatever, like I didn't experience beauty in math until post-algebra. So like really I had a, a calculus teacher who would always rave about the, the intrinsic beauty of calculus. Um, but, and, and so that's where I first experienced it. But really, and that's the failure of our educational system, I think. Here I am spouting off about the system. and But like um, that that there is a ton of beauty in really simple math, even before algebra, um, like really simple geometry. Algebra itself is really beautiful. Um, just, just numbers in general, thinking about those kinds of things and puzzles um, can be interesting and really beautiful, but we don't get to see that because we're, we're kind of taught math as a, as a utility, like, which is, again isn't important that you can use it for stuff, but I think people would engage with it a lot more. And, and none of these are original ideas to me. Um, if you want more on that kind of system, yeah. go read a, a Mathematician's Lament by Paul Lockhart. But did I send you it? I think you did, yeah. I probably I did. It. Okay, great. Well, that's, that's a perfect kind of background for, yeah. for at least the whole system argument. It's a great lead-in. Would you say that's kind of what 
kind of drew you to math as far as like wanting to go deeper? Yeah. So it's actually super funny. So my, my background was engineering and that's where I started taking calculus uh, and things like that. Um, and I liked, I liked physics, uh, but I didn't, math was always my least favorite subject, like all through school up until high school. Like I loved history and I loved physics. Um, and history was probably the one I loved more. Uh, but then really in, in college, well, first of all, I had some really good friends and had a lot of fun doing math with people, even though the math itself was like a struggle. And I had a lot of people who helped me with it. Um, so shout out to those people. Um, but yeah, so I think that's where I was first started to like engage with math was cause I had fun people to do it with. Um, and that was just kind of a necessity of like passing the class. Um, but then it started to shift. Um, as you do more math, you get more comfortable with it and more interested in it. And I had some really great teachers too. Um, we're just passionate about it. And then you kind of, I don't know, I think that that rubs off a little bit. And so I was like, oh, this is interesting for its own sake. Even though I love the engineering applications, I thought those were super interesting as well, um, which are endless, like everything you can model mathematically. Um, and so that's just cool to see, you know, oh, how could I apply math to this or that? But eventually, uh, and then I had a buddy who transferred from our program to a different one and he double majored. So engineering and math, and he got to take some like pure math courses and just kind of talking with him. I was like, man, like this stuff is super cool. So then I started taking, I remember thinking I was taking my last math class and being a little bit sad. And then, and I think that was four years ago and there hasn't been a time since that, that, I haven't taken a math class or been teaching a math class. So, um, so yeah, so then you just kind of do more and more and you get sucked in, addicted. No. <laughs> you're lost to the math. Yeah, <laughs> you're lost in the sauce. Yeah, do you find yourself like um, using math more daily as far as other things or like theoretically thinking through problems or doing things then? Just like involving higher levels of math as far as that goes? I don't know that I always use crazy high levels of math. Well, I, I can say for sure that I don't use crazy high levels of math. And that was kind of one of the things that drew me away from engineering. A long time I was on the fence between like going into the field for engineering and going back to school, math, teaching, those kinds of things. And what drew me away from engineering was the bummer that once you get out of school, you don't get to mess around with high level math. Like you could, if you, you know, went to the cutting edge of like research or something. Um, but if you're in industry, you could use the math, but it's like you have tools and people who have done the math before you where you'd just be wasting company time and therefore money to do beautiful math. So I was kind of bummed about that. And I was like, oh, I need more math. Yeah. You don't get, you don't get the, you don't have to have that beautiful discovery of finding something on your own that you would get like from solving an interesting problem in a class necessarily in engineering. Is that kind of what you're saying? Like, Yeah. You, you just don't get to mess around with 
the math as much. Like, um, it isn't as it, much of a necessity. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have the background. Um, so maybe you're like, oh, I need to find the the force on this, you know, this part, whatever part it is. Um, and so maybe you do a quick little amount of like cursory math. And you're like, yeah, okay, this is what it should be about. And then you model it up in the computer. You plug it in the computer. The computer verifies it. Um, and that's cool. Like, I think it's really cool to be like, oh, yeah, look, the computer verifies the hand math. And then you go and you do, maybe you do a test on it. You rig it's it up. always a good feeling. Um, things yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it all lines up and you're like, whoa, this math actually works. But that's kind of the most exciting part. And then you get to do all the kind of paperwork and a lot of the times you won't even do that it's like you'll just have it over designed so you're like yeah i know this is not going to break i don't have to do the calculations on it yeah you don't have to get a precise answer in engineering a lot of the times exactly. it's just like yeah we're doing this way overkill it'll yeah be fine. <laughs> it's, it'll be yeah like it'll be fine yeah. yeah i have a question so what what do you kind of foresee yourself using this math knowledge base you have like for the future as far as that goes like what is your maybe long-term goal uh, as an example or like is it purely just a passion and love for math or is it like oh i'm gonna use this to do that or something like that um i think you're if you're asking about a plan you're asking the wrong guy i'm flying by the seat of my pants right now but i'm kind of just taking opportunities as they come they surely <laughs> surely you have something in mind though but i i really like i'm really unsure um i think uh, like i don't know it's weird because like you if you think about math like as an art and something that's just fun to do like it's it's like somebody saying oh yeah like i want to spend a ton of money to go to school for for painting like n you know and that's beautiful for them and that's you always think, oh, yeah, that's kind of unwise, you know, because you're not going to make any money. And in math, you can, I'm sure you you can make money doing things that, you know, you know, like, like analysis, like financial analysis. You can make a ton of money there and be disgusted with yourself. Um, <laughs> but um, so, like, I don't know. It's it's always that, that kind of tear between, like, doing something that's, what the world might call useful and making money and then doing something that's maybe interesting to you. And I think engineering's kind of nice because it's like a decent middle ground of like, hey, this is interesting and also useful. But if you really want to just kind of do what you want to do and not that I'm a super creative person and want to do that, but I don't know. I'm So I'm totally lost um, in terms of what I want to go back to school for, so... Yeah, so you'd mentioned um, in high school your favorite subjects were history and physics, and I kind of want to emphasize the physics because I th I kind of thought we were in a similar boat as far as math, maths, mathematics were concerned, but I mean, obviously that isn't the case because I'm not interested in like the physics stuff mm. that much at all. Like for physics, for me, it was just like you memorize loads of formulas and then you plug stuff into the formulas and then there's that little exciting stuff when you learn some new things every once in a while. Did you enjoy, like, all of the physics or just the fun little, like, the discovery parts where you, like, learn about how black holes work or, or something like that, for instance? 
Yeah, for the record, I have no idea how black holes work, but um, <laughs> but oh, uh, don't we all though? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um, I I don't know. I think physics for me was it was interesting that the kind of the whole world operates under you know this kind of system, and you can you know you can kind of see. I think I don't know. Science in general did interest me to like know why things happen, mm. and I think that's can be similar in history of like. Or like anything, you know, like what, what makes this happen? And um, there's kind of those like causal things. Um, but I don't, yeah, I guess always kind of asking why about, I think I'm a curious person. I think my, my, my mom especially was always like kind of in awe of a lot of things. And maybe that's what drew me to be like, whoa, like, I don't know, you know, when you push this thing this way, it does this or the sun refracts this way and that's why, you know, you see rainbow, like all that kind yeah. of stuff. And, and then, then when you actually, so like the part of it was that, and I hated the math part cause it was hard and cause it was just memorizing formulas. Yeah. And then when you get to calculus, it's just, it's hand in hand with physics. Like physics was what caused the development of calculus is, is these equations of like, um, like free fall and things like that, um, like a constant acceleration. And, yeah. and that kind of led to the development of calculus. So they're so intertwined. And the first physics class I took in high school was algebra-based. Um, and then my senior year, I got to take a calculus-based class. Uh, and then I took physics again in college just because I liked it. <laughs> um, and And you got to see how it all fit together. And maybe that's what started my appreciation of calculus too. So um, we've kind of stumbled upon it in different roads. Cause I was just like math the whole way, like starting in seventh grade. I just like, I, I learned about pi for the first time. Mm. Well, probably I l actually learned the concept of pi the first time. I mean, you probably use it a little bit in fifth and sixth grade, but it's just like a thing you use then in seventh grade, you actually like start learning like, okay, this is how we get pi. This is what it's useful for. It's, mm -hmm. And you understand more of the nature of it. And that's learning about pi was kind of what sparked my interest in mathematics in general. And then I followed it all the way through and took all the math stuff I could. So huh, That's super interesting. So like what interested you about pi? Uh, just uh, the concept. First of all, like it doesn't, it doesn't repeat, which is it was just a super hard concept for me to wrap my mind around because mm. at that point I believed like, okay, well surely it does repeat. And I had like this little logic worked out because like there's only so many combinations of numbers and the combinations of numbers must be finite, which obviously there is my fallacy in logic. But if you roll with that, then you see like the combinations of all the numbers eventually use up all the combinations and you start repeating combinations. But the thing about that is we're talking in infinity. And when you're talking in infinity, the combinations can be as long as you want. You can always add one to the end of that, which, I mean, studying about infinity later on kind of helps you to learn about pi in a strange, twisted way. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's, that's super cool to hear because I... I didn't appreciate irrational numbers till like, I don't know, two or three years ago. Oh, like, wow. Like, okay. 
for me, I was like, oh yeah, okay, here's this this number pi, c equals pi d, and I, to me that was like not interesting. I don't know why. I I don't think I don't maybe I didn't understand it. I think as well because if if the first time you learn about pi, you're thinking about combinations of numbers and having an infinite number of spaces to plug in these nine digits, and so then okay, you can have an infinite number of combinations. Like that's. I don't think I had that understanding. Um, and maybe that's why I didn't appreciate it uh, on that level. But that's super cool to hear. I think maybe the reasons why we each had kind of the paths that we did is what I'm getting is we each were drawn intuitively to something. Like you said that you were drawn to the sciences because it shows the beauty in like the behind the scenes of how the universe works more or less. I, th- I think I so, right? yeah, yeah. And I was drawn to pi just because it was this really weird concept. Like, it was kind of the first time I was introduced to infinity in, like, real life, not in, like, a philosophical way, like, eternity or something like that. Oh, yeah, like, this comes out of of real things. Yeah, Yeah, so I was like, and this is an actual number. And I feel like once we, we each had our intuitive concept that we kind of fell in love with and that is what each kind of brought us to similar paths of like wanting to take more and more maths classes basically yeah that is cool kind of different different routes in yeah Yeah. but i i guess i just saw the intuition in common there like the creative aspect like you can yeah the imaginative is what kind of was enjoyable about both learning experiences Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I guess you can use that. Is is that part of the I don't want to call it the blight of the modern like school system because you can't force creativity or imaginative thinking. You can only like guide it. Yeah, or or give it opportunity maybe. Um but and yeah, and that's kind of like one of the questions. Like obviously there's so much math to learn. And when I got to calculus, like, I could see then, like, why all this just tedious math that I've done is going to be helpful. Like, I'm, I was glad that I did it. Um, but there has to be some way, I think, a middle ground. I think maybe Lockhart goes a little hard on the, uh, on the idea of, oh, you know, we just have to let students discover math on their own. It's like discover like uh, you know <laughs> that's a, that's six a thousand years of math We're not you know isaac newton out here well that's yeah <laughs> and that so um and and so like obviously i think you need some sort of guidance and maybe to lock down and say yeah i'm gonna do this even though it's even though i can't see that it's gonna be beautiful the discipline um, part of education as well yeah, yeah. yeah. whether it's self-discipline or like um accountability by tests or whatever like you have to yeah do this to get a grade or yeah whatever and and i don't know i guess i just wish there was some way i think there is and that's what i'm trying to do when i teach is maybe just give little hints of like where this is beautiful and and why you might want to pursue it for its own kind of benefit instead of having to wait until you get to maybe you get to calculus and then maybe you get to see the beauty of of and the reason for everything you've learned I don't know. So I took a um, 
kind of a, what was it, a Calc 2 introduction course with you this um, winter break, and you kind of quasi-taught the class. You were just kind of, you kind of knew all this stuff because obviously you're way more comfortable with Calc 2 than I am because I've never taken it. And so you could, like you're saying with what you're doing with your students, is you're just kind of dropping the crumbs along for people to follow. That's, yeah. that's something I appreciate about your style is you aren't just going to be like, here's the answer and this is why we got it. You kind of let the student come to their own answer by giving them the little crumbs along the way. Well, I, yeah, I'd like to do that. I'd love to. But then again, you were the person who like hops on, you know, I think, I think before we were, cause you were like, yeah, we, I want to hop in on this class or on our, <laughs> we, it was basically just us doing math in the morning. Um, but uh, we were like, okay, maybe, you know, a good intro would be like three blue, one Brown's essence of calculus videos. And you like came back the next day. You were like, yeah, I watched all of them. I think I got it. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, so I think, I think maybe. Obviously I know I don't have the whole sure, concept. But, but, but like a general idea. Um, I think that's pretty, granted, those are great videos for that, but, um, one Brown is, he's, he's such a great so teacher yeah, if, with if, the visuals and everything. Yeah. It's amazing. If you want to even just get a little interested in math, look up three blue, one Brown on, on YouTube. YouTube. Oh yeah. yeah. Good but, stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, but I was, I was incredibly impressed by that. And so I think that, you know, that helps when you have someone who's interested and, and, you know, kind of wants to pick these things up. Yeah, and going back to, like, different students are interested in different things. So, like, I might be an ideal math student because, like, I, I care so much about it and I have since I was, like, 12. Yeah. But there's different people who are, like, interested a lot in music. Like, I have several friends who are, like, music is their whole life and everything. And, like, I, I hated music classes and took, like, the bare minimum in that regard. Mm. But... It's beautiful to see how different people are different and how together you kind of form this weird society that we call humanity. And it's sure. crazy. Yeah. One thing, I, I want to ask Jeff a question here, but I want to mention one thing before before we go there. Um, like when you talk about music and, and different things, and I think you asked earlier about like appreciation of things. Like I think math... I remember, I remember when I got my engineering degree and I was going to, you know, maybe try something different like math. I was like kind of thinking like, oh, was this degree like worthless? Like, am I not going to use it for anything? But just the way, the way that it kind of taught me to think about the world, like I was so appreciative of that. And as I go deeper with math, it's a similar thing. And it's even more broad than just engineering or the physical sciences. It's, you know kind of all those things, philosophy and whatnot. But I agree a lot with that. About and music, too. How yeah. It teaches you how to think differently about the world because yeah. that's something I find very valuable. Even with when I'm reading, like, something, some kind of literature, I read a lot of, like, random stuff that isn't my style. But it obviously a lot of people have recommended this book and they think it has something to say. And I'll read it. And every time I read a book like that, I gain this completely new perspective and it unlocks a lot of the world that I've never seen before just because you're looking at it at a different angle that you wouldn't have imagined but other people can imagine it for you and show you that picture yeah and 
math and in literature as well. So. Sure. Yeah, like appreciation of literature, appreciation of music, everything. Yeah, it's so cool. I don't know. And yeah, I just wish people could like feel that feeling, but you kind of like got to get over the hill and then I don't know. But yeah, so I'm curious what, what's been your experience with math, Jeff, and I don't know. All right, funny story. Um, let's just say Common Core Common Core ruined math for me. Okay, <laughs> so you you were in the because I'll tell you the short story. Um, small school in the you know in the middle of nowhere, kind of not really. So not very many classes to start with. Not much opportunity. I went to Bosey's for two years, and that's a half day each. So the problem with that and it being a small school is I got stuck with whatever class was available, which was the less advanced classes, let's put it that way, for math. So I, I didn't even pass basic, al- like basic algebra was as far as I got <laughs> in math-wise. And Common Core kind of killed my appreciation. Well, it didn't kill my appreciation. It killed any, it just made me way too bored mm-hmm. because it's just like, okay, let's do more, but they weren't. And then they're like, okay, I get it. Like, I don't need to show my work because I know you've destroyed me with these concepts. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> like why mm. and why? And I was, so I just was a little fed up, but I, I definitely, I like for work, I use math, like basic a squared plus B squared equals C squared. That's like used all the time. And then there's plenty of formulas that are maybe not even formulas, but things that connect that we can use for math. Cause I mean, construction work and math, it's go pretty hand in hand, honestly. But I'm, I'm always, I, I do enjoy it, and I, I guess it's, it's more like the lack of math is my problem, and like the lack of having it, which is kind of strange. I'm, I'm mutually acceptable, accepted math, but like I'm definitely not closed off to it, or like I don't hate it, but I'm just like, I don't know, like I like the concepts, and I'm the type of person who's like, I, I don't really like the teaching system nowadays anyways, it's kind of, um, broken <laughs> i think mm. i think we can kind of agree on that at least it kind of isn't conducive for good learning at least and i it's i'm the type of person who's like if you would have just gave me like the rules and say okay go to town and do whatever you want basically like give me the boundaries of like this is what math is and then like you can kind of learn it yourself or like experiment it with yourself and not have to be like, okay, now we're going to throw this into the quadratic formula and then we're going to look at charts that are boring that have real no useful purpose <laughs> other than looking at charts. You're like, okay, we've done this a million times. This is so boring. Like, let me do other things, please. <laughs> so, But I, like I said, I do enjoy it and I, I barely dabble into more, but maybe, maybe I'll have to do a little more. Yeah, we'll have to... I felt bad because, like, I didn't, I didn't send you any real, like. I learned about bubbles. Bubble. Yeah, which is cool. I want to hear. I want to hear about okay, that because so I'm not familiar. I, was, with that, I didn't. I didn't read it very long, and I didn't like try to absorb the information a whole lot. But there was basically saying that bubbles are round because when you blow a bubble, the, I guess soap and the air inside, something like the surface tension, makes it so it wants to take up the most, um, the least amount of space to have a completed form so that's why it's a uh, sphere and when you're combining two bubbles whenever they get attached to to each other the degrees of 
contact where they split is always 120, I believe. And that, I don't know, it's getting confusing because it, it was saying that it's all 120, but there's formulas that they didn't understand of why. And it didn't really go into like the fact that it's also 3D space that they're working with instead of just like 1D or 2D, I guess, okay, technically. gotcha. Yeah, so like- Like because, a bubble cross-section? Yeah, yeah, they were just like showing cross-section. I was like, well, it's a sphere too. Like, it, I'm sure it's a little bit different. And then, and then they were saying how even when you put on more bubbles, all of those intersections are pretty much 120 degrees relative to whatever, uh, pretty much how many you put on. Um, and just how like that was the number for s- the surface tension and then a few other things, but that's basically all I got. So, like, sorry. So, obviously, they can't see this, but like <laughs> when... Uh, Two spheres intersect. Yeah, so, like, the 120 degrees is what? It's or it's like the where? connection between the... Like, so, like, from... He- so, the two... The two um, oh, so, like, this this yeah, here? Yeah, that's Like, that vertex? Yeah, yeah. yeah the vertex in between whatever, the two or, conversions or the of angle. the bubble. Interesting. That's that's what it was saying. I don't. I got you. Like I said, I, some of the stuff it was mentioning was a little bit above my grade, I guess, of my knowledge. So I was just. That's super interesting because, like, if you scale one of the bubbles, yeah, it, it, like, would it, it still be? Yeah, that's, it was hard. It was hard and to. And maybe it always is. I don't know. Yeah, it was hard to. There's a lot of theoretical stuff you could get into there. Gotcha. Well, that's super cool. I think, yeah, like a jumping off point for sure. Yeah, no, it's interesting. And it was talking about, and you can also technically make a square bubble too, but it's not truly square with other bubbles. It's so you have a cube frame basically and you just dip it all in bubbles. And then I don't know if they blew a bubble in the middle, but but if they all like, I guess you'd blow a bubble in the middle, but when they touch each other, they all come into the middle and it's like a, bubbly cube in the middle okay and i it's think all, i've seen something yeah, and it's like all that. like and it kind of gives like like tesseract vibes yeah yeah because okay. yeah, it's like coming gotcha. down into it so it's pretty it's pretty neat that way that's cool yeah. wow well yeah i'm glad i'm glad okay i was i was feeling very bad that like when i because i didn't even look at all the things in the list and i was like i hope something is interesting yeah, I, 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 in think there, I, just, I think i just found the first one i was gonna yeah. do more research but i i really ran out of time because i was yeah kind of busy. Sure. I like read it at lunch break uh, work. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I learned about <laughs> bubbles today. Yeah. So I'm going to, I wonder when I'm going to use this. Hey, you used it today. Right yeah. I did. You, 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 you engaged in a fun thought process or interesting. It was and, interesting. And was it pleasurable? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I say, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right word I'd use to describe it. <laughs> Maybe constructive is the right Ooh, okay. Like constructive in the way of like you worked out and it was painful, but like or no? <laughs> I'm not, sorry. I'm trying to. I'm trying to to put way too many words into your mouth. Yeah, I was just saying, whoa. <laughs> like, nah, just it was a. I don't know. Constructive. All right, it was constructive. Yeah. Cool. So on that topic of like random applications of maths, because I'd never even considered that kind of an overlap. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> of where, like, the physical world can manifest this weird pattern. And you started out with that as a possible introduction of math as well as the study of patterns. And, like, who, who realizes that all the bubbles 
make a 120 degree angle when they understand. I don't know. That's such a weird thing to. Well, but I mean, humans are. <laughs> well, it's funny story. There's actually like a, a huge amount of research in in bubble. I don't know if they call it. It's probably not bubble theory, but like just in in the mechanics of bubbles. We had a professor back in the day who is like roommate in, in grad school was doing like research on bubbles and he would always joke sorry to, sorry to take the podcast there but he would always joke that his research was like in farts because it was like like how air um manifests not met ma- but how how air moves in the body like in bubble form um to the point of like for for to like Practical. prevent prevent passing gas <laughs> they would like i don't know alter the trying to come up with the word whatever the bubble is made up of they would alter like the elements almost or yeah something something yeah you could say elements not not in the sense of like actual elements of like but but yes what what constructs it yeah whatever constructs it can't believe i'm but (laughs) yeah it's funny that you say that because actually you can fertilize fields with bubbles really yeah 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 it actually works pretty well for some things i heard a few research things where it's easier to pollinate like certain crops with bubbles and it kind of works wow. <laughs> which is kind of wild but yeah like with math i like the strange like oh you have a lot of math information and like there's practical applications like oh because i know this i can do this easier or like take this shortcut like i always thought that's super fascinating to be like oh yeah you can solve this silly problem or like an everyday problem and like give it math and it kind of works or like, Oh, because I knew this math thing, like, Oh, this is cool. Or this makes sense more. I always thought that was a cool prospect. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, you can go way too far in the direction of, you know, like art is math or sorry, math is art and we're just pursuing beauty and, but applications are so cool too. Like there's no doubt about that. And I don't know, but I think when you, when you try to teach kids and be like, well, this is cool because mortgages. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know that it really does it for him. But there are things that are super cool. Um, but yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. I want. I want to know more about that. That field. The bubbles. Yeah, the, the the bubble pollination. <laughs> Little did I know. I had no clue we were gonna ever mention <laughs> bubbles. Bubbles. In this. But <laughs> there's a title. A, you said you took like algebra and stuff, Jeff. And I know it might not be ideal for us to speak to each other because. <laughs> Of the mic situation, <laughs> bro, bro, here, 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 here. No, 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 don't do But this will, be, but this will be quick. Um, I think something you might actually enjoy as like a next step if you wanted to get into like a next math maths class, I guess, is like a, a geometry because I loved geometry. It was my favorite ever, and it's like right after algebra, so it's super cool and. Yeah, plus all the stuff, like all your applications. That yeah, you're I say, I've, I've always been told that, especially because I work in the construction field. They're like, oh, you, you haven't learned geometry? I'm like, no, I actually, no, I haven't. I learned it in life. Yeah, so it's like, see that? That's a triangle right there. That's strong. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, but yeah, I, I would, it would be kind of cool. But the only thing is also with algebra, it's like, where does it, where's the line of like what they consider algebra? Like how, I'm always curious, like in a certain senses, like, what did, did I learn algebra? Cause I'm like, all I really learned was like, oh, slopes and lines in a graph. I'm like, okay, this is, this is interesting. Or like nowadays, like if I couldn't, it would take me a small eternity to uh, actually do any 
algebra problems with uh, balancing mm -hmm. equations and stuff just because it's I don't remember any of the rules or anything. I'm just like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, it's just not used. So it's loosed. I'm with you. And, and especially if it's rules, like if you're like this, uh, you know, this is how you manipulate equation, like PEMDAS, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you have no understanding of why, which that's what it was for me. Like it was rules and it seemed arbitrary and pointless. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm trying to. That being said, it is difficult. You have to start somewhere. Um, you have to have that like foundation built up before you can go further. Else, yeah. Like well, if you tried to teach me calculus right now, I'd probably be way too confused to understand well, it. Is yeah, that like, kind of what you're saying? No, I'm saying like if you started a kindergartner with well, the question of what is a number, you might not get very I, far. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> but I, I was always annoyed that they wouldn't ever go into negatives. Like I'd be like present them the the wrong minus ways and they're like no you can't do that i'm like there's negative numbers yes you can yeah so, so that's annoyed. yeah <laughs> like, that's, what are you talking about this is totally legal <laughs> yeah that's that's a huge bummer they would like they'd like stop you from doing math i'm like no this is possible just not what you want yeah yeah like the whole thing of like do it this way versus like find a way to do it and that would be such like a like you talk about real world applications like teaching people to figure stuff out instead of teaching them to follow directions like that would that would be a massively good thing i think yeah i do i, do. I think so too <laughs> but yeah no i think geometry oh you asked about the line between geometry yeah, just, and algebra just, well just because it's like how far and then there's like second there's like the second oh. level of geometry or uh, algebra like algebra 2 and you're like but you learned algebra, like, what's algebra two? Like, oh, sure, more in-depth yeah. algebra or, like, more stuff? Like, it's like, okay, like, at some point, I almost think, are we putting too much emphasis on, like, the fields of math? Sure. It's like, yeah. could there, yeah. I don't know. Just, just do math. Yeah, and that's like, that's where the cool, I think, I think any mathematician would agree, like, the, all the big problems, like, all the cool, like, you know, ones that haven't been solved are, are at the intersections of there. There are branches of math, but like the cool stuff is where they run into each other and where they overlap. And is that kind of like um, the uh, what was the two fields? It's like um, I think it was physicists and and like thermodynamic people don't like each other because their equations don't line up on a certain things. Like they're just like just off enough. I don't I don't remember what the two actual fields were, but there's like two fields where like they don't play nice together. Is the thing, as far as both having equations that come out to the same answers in their own problems. Yeah, I think I think you're thinking maybe like like relativity and and quantum mechanics. That's probably what I'm thinking. I, it's like I said, I'm I don't have any notes or written things down, so. <laughs> yeah, but th there's kind of some 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 beef there and and it's not and actually so the interesting thing is that it's not actually that like their equations just don't quite line up but they're like fundamentally like irreconcilable um which is interesting that a lot of our like understanding of physics is yeah like they're looking for it but and that's about like you see that with many things in life i mean you think math is or like a science is really like contradictory when you have these two fields that are 
um, kind of butting heads when you're saying like they're literally thinking about the things completely different and they have different um, founding principles, let's say, something to that nature. But you see that in many places in life. Like you see that especially like in basically anything anyone has studied and isn't literally black and white, which is basically anything. So you see that in like it, um, people have different views on like the economy, for instance. Sure. There's lots of people who are like, so when we have this inflation under these cases, then we should print more money or we should do this or that. And it's like in people uh, on both sides who think completely differently, they can see they can both see that, okay, when we do this, this usually happens. And I mean, the economy is something a little sure. weirder that's, because that's, it's not yeah. exactly a science because, I mean, there's I'm so many people involved. <laughs> but So you can't always predict the exact results, but you can kind of notice trends a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's where, you know, some mathematicians do like to... Well, like, or, like, somebody who's, like, just in love with pure math is that they like to kind of throw off these scary things, which is totally, like, and just concentrate on, like, you know, this and just, like, I can know this or I can, you know, like, and I think that's a really beautiful thing in math. And granted, there are some things, you know, talk about incompleteness and things like that. But but for the most part, like, like, you know, just being... I don't know, kind of enamored with the the simplicity and the lack of, of, because to some sense, like once you decide on your axioms, your your base level kind of these are the rules I'm gonna play by, everything is is predetermined. Um, or ne- everything that the axioms cover is predetermined. Sure, sure, yes, everything. You might have to expand your list of axioms as you expand your fields, like. It's like, this is something we've literally never thought anything like this before. So we're going to have to think of how we're going to think of this new thing. Sure. Yes. But, but yeah. So like if a paradox arises. You have to reevaluate. You, well, you, you might reevaluate and you might add axioms or, or whatever. Um, but, you know, if you set your axioms, there's only a certain um, like things that can happen. And then. And I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure, but maybe we can get, we can get into <laughs> de- determinism and whatnot. But. But well, maybe we can get into determinism. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> like, you did there. <laughs> um, but like, you know, things like the economy, like there's just so many variables you can never account for. Yeah. In hum- like, I don't know. And yeah, you can generalize things and you can make models that are like, yeah, this applies reasonably well in these situations. But, you know, and that's, that's why some people are just like, yes, I like math because I can say with certainty yes. that these things are true um, under these, you know. That's a huge like section of the beauty of math. I, I'm not going to say that that takes up all the beauty of math sure. by any stretch, but that, like you said, that certainty and that really, like, mathematicians, once you, like you were saying, once they agree on the axioms, they can say, okay, once we agree on these, as long as we use our sound logic, then we can get really far. And that's what one of the beautiful things about taking a geometry class is you start out with like these axioms that are like, well, duh. It's like, sure. <laughs> it's like, um, wha- 
a straight line can be drawn between any two points. And you have like 10 things like that sure. in that simplicity. And then by the end of that, you're proving like things about tangents and circles and how they're always at this angle and stuff. And you're like, how did we get here? That's always beautiful sure. because yeah. you walk through the entire course doing these proofs and it all builds on itself. And, so and you can answer that question of how crazy. did we get here? We know exactly how we got here. I, I don't I don't know because I like taking like I would use my knowledge and just try to break things with like the knowledge <laughs> like if that's, like that's one of my favorite things to do it's but like that's how you like that's a really good mindset to have it's like how can I break this yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I really enjoy it like I'm like if I would I would be scared of myself if I ever become like a physicist because I'm like I'm gonna be <laughs> trying to do the bad things that nobody <laughs> like okay those are the things you don't try to do and I'll be like all right let's do this well I don't know I don't I think when it comes to things that you do or don't try to do. I think everybody's trying to do the same things, but then, you know, like what, what you can use it for, you know, like the whole nuclear energy versus nuclear bombs. Like, you know, everybody's trying to, to split atoms, but what are you going to do with it? Yeah, or it's like, how can we incorporate math into blank? <laughs> it's like, all right, let's shove this into something it doesn't belong into. Yeah, I think, and that's like, that's another one of the really cool, sorry, you look like you're going to no, say. No, no, I was going to say, I was, I, you, you can go. I just yeah, thinking. like just just the the unexpected I think is another part of the beauty of math, and it's funny because for a long time since I heard that teacher talk about the intrinsic beauty of calculus, um, like I was always like, all right, like where is the beauty in math, and like wanted to define it, and and I think just realizing maybe in the past couple weeks, like that's like asking like, what do you find beautiful about music? What do you find beautiful about, like, like it's so hard to describe, but at the same time, people want, like, a rigid answer because it's something that you don't get to experience or people don't get to see in the same way. Like, you listen to music, you're like, yeah, that's beautiful. And maybe it takes a little more playing around with math. Yeah, well, it's funny that Caleb was mentioning his divide between math and music, and I was over here smiling because I'm like, you know, they're actually really incorporated together, <laughs> which is kind of surprising, sure. and it... it I mean, I guess it makes sense, but, like, you don't immediately think of it that way. But, like, you'd be surprised if you really delve deep into music and be like, oh, it's, you can almost just math and then make music. It's kind of weird. Sure. Yeah. Oh, who was it? So, uh, it was, I think it was, like, a like a 20th century mathematician or so. so I forget exactly who it was. But they were, they, they were saying, like, music is your brain counting without knowing it's counting. Um, something along those lines. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But it was, I thought that was that was kind of truthful. Um, but yeah, no, that is, uh, that, that's a good point because they are, they are very intertwined. Um, and it is interesting because I was listening to your guys' podcast on music and, and kind of thinking about it and I was like, I do, I do, do you guys remember like talking about, um, you know, like, if you had a certain pattern, would that be the most beautiful? Um, like, the, or some sort of mathematical pattern. Like, the almost, like, the baseline of, like, what is music based on math and, like, like the sure. formula or whatever, yeah. Yeah, like, if you if you had, or, well, you, I guess you were talking about somebody who, like, made an album out of pie. Yeah, yeah, I can't um, remember their name. And sure. I find it, but if I do, I'll... You know. Yeah, but like I think so. I think a fun thing to do would be like, all right, if you were gonna make music from pie, like how would you do that? Yeah. Like, what, 
And I, I think that might be fun. To, maybe not here now to talk through, but maybe it would be. I don't know. But for all people listening at home, just think about how you might do maybe that. Maybe we'll just have to have a part two. You know, yeah, <laughs> something, something. I I don't want to – I know you're probably game to talk for quite a while. Oh, bro. But, uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I know, I know. Like We're just <laughs> getting the tip of the iceberg. We're just yeah. starting. But I just do want to ask, what is your – not departing device – advice but like overall advice for the maybe not totally interested or the semi-interested or the like wanting to be interested so like almost the different levels of like oh if you want to experience better math like if you were scarred by math in the past this is what you need to do to re- uh, relearn re- mm. re-get it have you been hurt by math <laughs> <laughs> start a law firm no <laughs> <laughs> or just like hurt in a math class <laughs> Oh my goodness, that might work actually. <laughs> and just like what what things you could do moving forward as far as to get more maybe value out of math. I know that sounds kind of funny, but I would say like play with it. Mm-hmm. Would I don't you, know. Would you say like But only it's difficult to just tell yeah. someone that with with no yeah. starting point. Well, there's would a you ton say, of, there's a ton of great YouTube yeah, videos. Yeah, would you say though like um, if I want to learn math and I just like, "Oh, I'm going to go jump right into calculus like without a good base." Would that be a bad thing or not really yeah well <laughs> so the very well i think i think it can be fun to look at look at things like calculus and maybe get a general like there's there's so or, calculus is actually really simple so i don't want to give the 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 impression that you can't do this math until you've done other math yeah like the question almost is like do you need a certain foundation before you can almost do any not field but any go into any direction of math i think i think interest has to be the starting point like i don't know i've heard i think it was actually three blue one brown who mentioned something along the lines of like trying to get people stoked about math sorry this is a super long outro if that's what you know it's, it's not really it's, it's not an outro <laughs> it's just it's just a i was kind of it's kind of like a wrapping up statement like okay well, obviously we can still talk but it was just a question i wanted to get to before we ended sure so um so he mentioned something along the lines of like if you had someone who just hated coffee and you were a big coffee guy and you wanted to convert them to being a coffee guy. Like you wouldn't just give them the world's best cup of coffee because they just don't like coffee. And they're like, they're going to, it's going to be bitter. You know, it, they're just not going to go for it. He said, instead, kind of what you have to do is, you know, you give them a little coffee each day and get them addicted. <laughs> I think is essentially the argument he made, and then eventually they're a coffee person, and and they can appreciate all the you know the, f- the flavors and different things. Um, and I think that's true to a point, because um, yeah, you can't just show someone be like this math is beautiful, and they'd be like, no, it's not. Like, um, so I don't know. There has to be some sort of like, I think getting people involved in math. So like, if you can maybe come at it from the frame of you go think about this and mess around with it and have fun instead of these are the rules. You must do it this way. Yeah. You have to find something that they actually want to engage in when it comes to math. So I think in the coffee analogy, instead of saying, give them a little bit of coffee each day, you have to give them a coffee flavored ice cream. Mm. You have to show them coffee in something that they already love. Or you have to show them math in something that they already love. I think that's the key to 
how to developing a love of math is you have to see it in something that you already have that love for. And I mean, that could be something like physics or it could be something like pi or it could be something weird like solving riddles. Like, (laughs) yeah, you use a lot of uh, complicated riddles. You actually like you like write it all out on a sheet and you like substitute for X and stuff like Einstein's riddle. You make a chart to solve it. So that's super interesting. And maybe that would be a way to get into it. Yeah, sorry. Now I'm like curious because I'm not familiar with the riddle that you're referencing. But like Einstein's riddle. Yeah. Okay, I can I can show it to you afterward. But <laughs> okay, all right. It's it's wild. It has like a bunch of different people. It's just a, it's a super convoluted like logic problem. Basically. Okay, gotcha. So it's not hard once you know how to do it, and I kind of just told sure you how to do it <laughs> as but, are all problems. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just told you how to do it. So <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, but. Um, so parting advice, I guess, is, I don't know, maybe find people to do math with. I'm sure, I'm sure you're, uh, YouTube for, if you don't have friends on the, (laughs) um, sorry, it was funny as you, as you were saying, like show them things, show them math and things that they like. And then the things you listed off, I was like, wow, we are the most unrelatable people, (laughs) but, um, you were like logic problems and physics and construction (laughs) (laughs) but this podcast in particular (laughs) isn't going to draw a bunch of people who don't like math well yeah necessarily gotcha (laughs) 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 no but um but yeah well here's here's the other thing um so when we talk about coffee flavored ice cream um, or or showing people math in things that they already appreciate. I don't think it's enough to say there's math in this thing that you like. Like you have to make it somehow accessible for them to see how it actually comes in. Because I think that's another thing that frustrated me is that I think every teacher, every math teacher I've had is like, oh yeah, math is beautiful. And maybe they show you a picture of the Mandelbrot set, which is, you guys, it's like, kind of crazy looking fractal um which to me do they kind of look like spirals um i think you're thinking of like a like a fibonacci spiral kind of deal but it's like it's it's got like a call it a cardioid but it's like it's got like a this and then it's got like little stems coming off oh yeah we'll have to show a picture um but to me looking at that at least the the kind of the scale of like one two three level without zooming in or out i'm like that shape is not beautiful at all <laughs> like i don't know what you're talking about joe was like this is not art get um, this out of here <laughs> but but it's because they nobody ever explained like the math that goes in and how that set is created and like how because that's the beautiful part it's not like you look at something beautiful and so i think math teachers instead of just saying things are beautiful and insisting things are beautiful or insisting that math is involved in this thing at least attempting, I know it can be hard, but like to try to show, I would say trust people and, and let them, you know, if they don't understand, at least try to show, show it. And if they don't understand, you know, that's fine. But I would say give people more credit than less in terms of what you think they can understand. Also, this is somewhat unrelated, but 
you teach a lot of math, and I think you're pretty decent at it from the little experience I've had in the class you've kind of quasi helped with, <laughs> quasi experienced all with me as a student. All, all, yeah, all credit <laughs> for, for organization and, and really execution of that class has to go to Madeline, though. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, was, she was like the teacher, and you were like the student who's already taken the class and was kind of like there for the ride, you know? Sure. Oh, that's a fun, yeah. Anyways, going back to you, your teaching, I, I love learning, and I, if it's something I want to learn, I probably love learning as much as just about anybody, but I don't enjoy teaching mm. most anything. Is there any advice you have for people to get into teaching? I've done a little bit, like, with martial arts <laughs> and stuff like that, but... Is there a, is there a way to develop a passion or a skill of teaching, or is this just something that is some people have and some people don't? Well, I, I know I'm not the probably the person you asked the question to, but I <laughs> I kind of have not experience, but I think some of it comes down to like your one your understanding of what you're actually doing because you kind of have to have a more deeper understanding to teach it in a sense because if somebody doesn't get it one way, you're going to have to break it down a different way or in a different, using either simpler or different words in that sense. Um, and and sometimes it, yes, I'm sure people are naturally better teachers, but sometimes it comes down to like almost showing like why or how this is so interesting to you and like showing that to them while teaching, I'd say is a lot of it. Like not just being like, oh, this is how you do it and then like do it now. It's like, oh, this is the reason why this works, and then this is how, and this also interacts with another thing, and like, it, look, it's all connected, in the general broader sense of, you know, I don't know. That's kind of my experience because I would, I do want to hear what Joe has to say about that. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's yeah, that's practical. Um, were you you asking about like developing a passion for teaching or like like a motivation almost? Um, or, or just how to do it better? How, more so how to do it better. If that happens to be through developing a passion for it, then I would be open to that answer as well. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. Something like that. Yeah, so... Well, so you mentioned... I almost want to circle back, and I hope it'll all tie together. Um, yes. But, like, you mentioned wanting to learn. And Jeff had asked earlier about, you know, parting advice for people to get better at math. I don't know how to do this, but want to learn or learn to want to learn. Like if you can, if you want to learn math, will <laughs> math will, will knock you out in terms of things you can learn and problems. And obviously there's, there's no end to, to the books and, and seeking of knowledge is exhausting. But um, if you want to learn, I think, you know, you run into math and then it'll suck you in. Um, but on that note, teaching. Um, and you said you didn't know how black holes were. <laughs> <laughs> math, math is the black hole. Oh, that's funny. You guys were light years ahead of me on that. You guys are over there <laughs> chuckling at me. You, you can say the light numbers. Light, black, oh, so. no. Wow. Black hole analogies galore. Um, okay. Yo, yo, you can see you can never see it coming. Oh, because it sucks <laughs> the light in. Ah. Uh, nice. <laughs> um, 
uh, so for teaching, um, so my motivation for teaching, I think, is a pretty selfish one. I think, like, it pretty, it, it's just that I I want people to be able to relate to me. <laughs> I think, I think it's the general. It's funny talking with my buddy about stuff, life stuff, and I think such a big part of life is being known. Like, I think that's such a human desire, and like. So if like I find something cool, I want to like share it with somebody. Like, um, and maybe that's selfish. Maybe that's just me being like, or maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's a gifting or whatever. I don't know. But uh, a cursed blessing, one might, <laughs> one might perhaps say. Uh, but, but yeah. So that that's what that's kind of my motivation. <laughs> it's like, hey, I want students to find the stuff that I find cool. Cool. Uh, that's a well-constructed sense or not. But that's what kind of gets me to be like, okay, I want to be able to explain this uh, and make it accessible. And so practically, I'm really the worst person to ask because I have no background in education whatsoever. Maybe, um, maybe that makes you the best person. I don't, I don't have a master's degree. <laughs> so like, I, sh- I shouldn't even be teaching. I probably shouldn't even be saying this. Should, just People are going to like call up the college and be like, bro gotta fire this dude but um but uh i hope none of you listeners do that but uh no i I, I was actually thinking you gotta every time you teach a class you gotta like say okay first you need to check out this podcast that i was in it'll get you a good uh good background yeah good background i hope no students are listening (laughs) no you have to advertise it every time oh oh, here's a good one you guys ready for this i'm kind of digging myself into a uh <laughs> Anybody want to finish it off? Jeff, you can do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb finally got it. He's digging himself into a black hole. Yeah, all mm-hmm. right. Say, so, yeah, you could say we're just on the event horizon of it, too. Right? Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Sorry, this is when I say we've gone off the rails. Are we going off the rails? Wait, not wait, a wait. black hole. <laughs> <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting sucked in. <laughs> we're getting sucked into the. <laughs> Okay, it started out as, like, we each had, like, one or two good black hole jokes, <laughs> and now it's just, it's gone. That's how, that peak humor, though, is just perseverating on we, one thing. We got um, condensed into such a small space that just <laughs> obliterated us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it brought us closer, at least. That's all that matters. <laughs> We have reached a, a singularity in terms of the, the range of our jokes. <laughs> and hopefully our audience won't be finding us too dense. Dude, uh, oh my goodness. So we're just going to keep this going until the black hole puns run out. We're black hole jokes <laughs> to the end of the world. <laughs> uh, how, how odd this was. We started out. How, how many people do you start out with the, like the icebreaker kind of stuff is... We started with the theoretical stuff, like, <laughs> so what's math? What's a number? What's a number? We and never answered We that. started <laughs> with the theoretical, and then we, like, got super black and white, kind of, <laughs> not super black and white, but, uh, oh, no, now we're only thinking of black hole jokes. <laughs> it's bad. So that's a, maybe an analogy, though, where, you know, sometimes you start thinking about a math problem, and that's all you can think about. But yes. that's that's what we're doing, but with jokes instead. So if you're a comedy fan out there, relating it to your your field, <laughs> there's an analogy. 
<laughs> I don't know exactly how math would be present in comedy. I'm sure it is, but oh, actually, no, actually, I Wait, have seen something. Matt, Matt Parker, he does, he he does like uh, math stand up comedy. Oh, yo, I have. I think I've seen one or two of his videos. Yeah, yeah. he's pretty popular. on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, but but also, I was reading a book, and it was relating, well, jokes to catastrophe theory. Um, which I don't have a background in, um, and so I'm not going to try to explain it, but, um, just to say, if, if you want to dig into the intersection of math and comedy, although it did go on to say, it was like, yeah, this, this analogy doesn't really work out well, which is another funny thing yeah. of like, some people are like, oh, there's math in this subject. And, like, there is, but it's, like, it's tenuous at best in terms of the, the analogies made. Um, so, like, things like music and people will be like, oh, the, you know, this this song is, like, so mathematical and so perfect. And it's, like, and yeah, but there's no, like. That there's patterns. That's sure. what they mean. Exactly, yeah. And, so and that's a similarity. Yes. And I think we have to engage with it on that level of, like, yeah, there's patterns. And maybe what patterns do I find beautiful or what what patterns, you know, seem cool, but it's not like, you know, math governs this thing. And, and, and in yeah. some cases it does. And, well, really what all that would come back to is the whole idea of, like, what is math, what is logic, what is number, um, and how preeminent are those things, which is hugely, you know, the, the base of philosophy and, and language and those kinds of things. But So, I don't know, I mean... But nobody usually engages it on that level either. So I would I would just caution of being like, look at the beauty in this. Um, yeah, you can't force beauty yeah. upon something. That's what beauty is so. And you were you were like saying how beauty is so like hard to define. Like it's like when you're trying to describe why music is beautiful, it's like well, it, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, and you can start so to talk hard. about like what aspects like you know. I don't know, I don't have a music theory background, but, you know, you're like, oh, I like these chord progressions, or um, you, could, you could even patterns say... patterns in what you like. Sure, you could even say, like, I'm pretty sure I'm not off base when I'm saying, like, Western music follows these... Like, our culture of music follows these patterns. Like, I don't yeah. think that's off base to say, like, there's a style, there's notes that, you know, there's scales that we use that are not... Yeah, I think that's like pretty we have, yeah. I don't even know. My music, my mu <laughs> I wish I had knew more about it. But um, but yeah. you, could, you could talk about similar things like that of like certain cultures or you hear something a certain way a number of times. You're familiar with that. You find that more beautiful. Like those kinds of things. Um, so if you can engage with it on that level of like, yeah, we find these patterns familiar and that's why... You know, maybe we engage with this more than this. Uh, that's more meaningful, I think, than saying this is beautiful because math. Yeah, and it, obviously nobody's, well, there are some people who would appreciate that, but it's not because math. It's because, oh, I understand math and I understand where these two connect. Yeah, And I see exactly. pattern. The pattern recognition is sometimes what brings, like, what shows us the beauty is we were like, sure. Well, these two two things are totally different, and I just saw this thing that connects them both. Like when you make this really good, like a really good analogy, and everybody's like, "Whoa, that was so profound," or something sure. like that. It's it's the same thing. Like you're seeing 
you're connecting two things that don't really have business being connected. And mm-hmm. I guess it, it kind of makes the universe feel like a, like a more orderly, more safe kind of a place to exist sure. in a way. Yeah. But, but that's the cool thing is it's in math. It's not totally, we're going to try to make this thing seem like this thing. Yeah. It's it, not like, forced very often at all. Well, it's, it's not forced, but it exists. Which is amazing. And and not like it exists in like this wishy-washy kind of way. Like you can strictly say this thing is similar to this thing in this way. And I think that's a really cool thing. And that's, I think I wish, that's that's kind of the beauty of math that I've seen is the kind of layers of things that are related and how, I think a lot of higher math is seeing how things are related. Mm-hmm. And I know that's, vague and but it's it's really hard to well maybe i just don't know enough about it to describe it well but um yeah bringing bringing complex thought to language is very sure difficult sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um and it is yeah anyway i'm not gonna try to perseverate on it but well do 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 math maybe that's my my advice <laughs> i feel like roughly full circle or any kind full sphere Uh, Full full bubble. (laughs) So one might say, "Oh, can we end on a last one? Maybe with a a four dimensional Taurus universe joke thrown in." Go ahead. Go. I don't know. I don't know exactly how those things relate, but um, but we. we, I don't know. Maybe maybe we came all the way back around to the black. Oh, that's deep. That was, that was not quite the punchline we were going for. The catastrophe drop was not great, but. <laughs> well, I think, I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, thanks for listening. On an awful, thanks, awful, thanks for, not uh, even a joke. Thank you even. for coming on, and we get to hear about math, uh, and it was fun, and maybe we'll have to have a part two. Thank you if, for talking. I just like talking with you If guys, you get fun. enough people to listen to this podcast, we'll make a part two. <laughs> we'll make a part two. How do you, I'm just kidding. How do you measure that? Oh, we know. <laughs> All right. Love you. Bye.